Hello, and welcome to Stories from Another Day, a Collingwood Museum podcast. I'm your host, Ken Mahar, and together we're on a journey to uncover the stories of the people and the events that make our town of Collingwood the amazing place it is. This is episode number seven, and today's story is No Shot in the Dark. So just a quick side note before we jump into today's story, I have to make a confession that I had never heard of this particular group we'll be speaking of today before, and in my initial research, I came to the understanding that the name is pronounced Fenian, but I now understand that would more rightly be pronounced Fenian. I hope that you'll be able to see past, or rather hear past, the mispronunciation, and I promise to do better by my Irish heritage in future stories. Back to our story, No Shot in the Dark. Who goes there? came the hesitant and the nervous call. In the eerie dark, no sound came back but the lapping of water. There it was again, a sail out in the fog, and maybe the sound of creaking timber, muffled steps. Who are you? came the louder cry. Answer me! Now the words were forceful and hinting at both fear and anger. Again, the fog played tricks with both his vision and the sounds bouncing around in the harbor. With the lighthouse dark, it was impossible to tell if there was one boat or many, much less what might be happening on board. The silence was unnatural and thick with foreboding, as thick as the fog around. In a quick motion, The rifle came up in sweaty hands, the bolt was cocked, and the final demand shouted over the dark water, Answer me now, or I'll shoot. It was the night of terror in the year 1866. The threat of armed invasion hung over the heads of Collingwood citizens as thick as the fog and tensions were running high. Rumors had stoked the fears of the Fenians gathering in Chicago to attack Toronto from the rear, and everyone knew that that meant one thing. They would be coming through Collingwood. Also known by the Irish Republican Brotherhood, the Fenians were members of a secret outlawed organization in the British Empire. Their goal was set on gaining independence from Britain. When their efforts in Ireland fell through, those who supported the cause here in the New World set their sights instead on attacking British North America. The American branch of the Fenian movement 
founded by John O'Mahony, emerged in very short order as a powerful force. By the end of 1865, the Fenians had amassed nearly $500,000 in capital and a force of roughly 10,000 American Civil War veterans, while their support here in Canada never seemed to reach even a third of those numbers, there was some fear, because there was a significant population of Irish Catholics here in Canada at the time, around a quarter of a million, and the fear was that they might sympathize with the Fenians' goals. The Fenians launched a series of armed raids into Canada and her territories between 1866 and 1871. Their first raid into Canada was against the New Brunswick frontier in April of that year, 1866. However, Fenian communications were intercepted and deciphered. Their leaders were arrested and the poorly organized raid collapsed even before it really began. However, the perceived threat actually went some way to shifting public opinion in the Maritimes in favor of Confederation, which would happen just the next year. Not deterred by this initial setback, the Fenians struck again. An advance party of 1,000 heavily armed Fenians crossed the Niagara River frontier on the 1st of June, 1866, and there they defeated Canadian militiamen at Ridgeway before withdrawing. It was in response to just these attacks and threats of others to come that a volunteer force of Collingwood men was sent to the front lines there in Niagara under Dr. A. R. Stephen, Mr. George Moberly, and Mr. Charles Gammon, who you might remember was the man who didn't want to be mayor. This militia would become officially known as the Collingwood Rifle Company, and among other things would go on also to... Well, that is a story for another day. On this day, while those brave Collingwood men had left to defend our Canadian borders, a home guard had been organized here in Collingwood under Colonel John Hogg and Mr. James Telfer. Their job, to watch the lake both night and day. And at the first sign of trouble, all the women and the children of the town were to be loaded on trains and flee for the south, thus keeping them safe and removing any opportunity for the Fenians themselves to take the trains and go to Toronto. As part of this defensive plan, a signal was agreed upon with Captain George Collins, the lighthouse keeper. His job, should a hostile fleet appear, was to put out the light in warning to the town. And that is almost precisely what happened on that fateful night. The lighthouse did indeed go dark sometime between one and two in the morning, while a local town man by the name of Mr. Lockerbie 
was watching the docks. Luckily, he held on to his fear, kept it in check long enough for the boat to answer, and no shots needed to be taken. You see, it was only a fishing boat coming in late because of the fog. Within twenty minutes and long before the women and the children of the town could be sent away by train, the lighthouse was back up and shining. The light itself had become a victim of the same dense fog. And while the Fenians never did invade Collingwood, and their movement dwindled and disappeared over the next few years, the people of Collingwood had proved that they were not willing to leave their future up to fate. They wouldn't risk it all on circumstances out of their control to coincidence or simply a shot in the dark. They were ready. They were willing, and they had proven themselves able to protect the life that they were building for themselves and their families here on the shores of Georgian Bay. So one of the most interesting parts of this story actually came about in some additional research the staff at the museum was doing in preparation for this episode. As, as tense and as scary as these weeks and months were, when all was said and done and nothing really had happened, the people of the town were able to laugh at themselves and the invasion that never was. I have in front of me not one but two separate ads from local businesses just later in that same year, making a little good-natured fun of all that didn't come to be. Uh, the first is from a dress goods and ready-made clothing store. It reads, The Fenians have not arrived but James Lindsay's fall and winter stock is arriving daily in great quantities. The second ad is very similar. It reads, Latest Fenian News, Great Raid of the American Cheese Depot. Cheapest groceries, provisions, and fruit, several thousand tons of cheese just received and ready to be sold at low, low prices. I guess the moral here is that you do what you need to do, but also be ready and willing to laugh when the time arises. And we here at the museum are smiling ourselves because we are now open for appointment-based self-guided tours of the gallery. In other words, we get to see your lovely faces once again. You just need to call ahead to book your time. You can reach us at 705-445-4811 to book your time. Also, last episode, we had mentioned that we had summer activity kits for the children, but those were all very quickly reserved. However, if you have children who are feeling left out, they do have the opportunity to download from our webpage the PDF forms of the craft projects and still follow along. Just go to collingwood.ca forward slash museum. 
and there you'll find all the materials. Well, that's it for this week's episode, and with this episode, we're going to take a short break for the rest of the summer. Not to worry, though. We'll be back first thing in September with plenty of new episodes and exciting stories to share. So thank you once again for listening. We look forward to seeing you again on September 7th for more stories from another day. <laughs>